fresh word with Reverend Today Amosu. There are three questions we need to consider when it comes to evil in the world today. And these three questions we need to find answers to them. The first one is why is evil so much against us? Why do we get attacked by sickness, disease, calamity, adversity? And the second question is what can we do about it personally, individually, about the evil? And the third question is what is God doing for us? And what will God do for us? These three questions are very critically important. In being able to live in our world today and have some sensibility and being able to find our way through life. Because it is just true that evil is here and it attacks us as believers and it comes against us. And what do we do? And what can we do about it? Are we just left to the enemies, whims and caprices? Are we just to surrender? And then, what is God of heaven doing about it? Is he just watching us? Or is he just uninvolved? Or is he active? And what is he going to do? Let's talk about that today. We're going to read from First Peter chapter 5 from verse 8 to verse 10 and they were going to give us a kind of a beautiful message of what God wants us to do, of why evil is in the world and what God will do for us. So let's read. Be sober, as First Peter 5 verse 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, resisting steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same suffering I experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Now verse 10 says, But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and say to you, let me close with verse 11. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. And verse 11 talks about glory and dominion forever and ever. So that must be our focus. Glory and dominion. We are going to answer three questions. But at the end of it all, it will be for the glory of God and the dominion, authority and power forever and ever. Amen. Let's look at why is evil in the world? Why are we attacked? Why do we go through? Why do we face things? Verse 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. This verse, verse 8, gives us clarity about the evil in the world and why we are being attacked by evil. It says we should be sober, should be vigilant. The word sober has to do with somebody not drinking, but be awake, be fully conscious. And vigilant means be on the lookout. So we already warned that we should be on the lookout. You don't be on the lookout for somebody who is nice to 
just help you. You be on the vigilant point because there's some kind of evil around the corner. And you know, that verse tells us why you should be sober. Just because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking to be devoured. So it's very clear. He said, your adversary, the devil, Satan, the prince of darkness, is your adversary. The word adversary and adversity are closely linked. Adversity is bad, evil, calamity, whatever is not right, beautiful. Adversary is the force behind adversity. And he says, the devil. Then he says, he walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So, it's just clear and clean that the enemy, your enemy, the devil, goes about seeking whomever he may devour. Remember when the sons of God came before God in the book of Job? Bible said Satan showed up in their midst and God asked him, where are you coming from? He said, from to and fro and down and up on the earth. To and fro and up and down the earth. You see, you may say, how come the devil has been given authority and dominion to go about seeking whom may devour? God didn't give it to him. Adam when he sinned, when he disobeyed God in the garden, he opened this planet to the devil and his agent. That's why there is evil in this world. God didn't plan evil for this world. Adam opened the door to it and so he's here. Of course, that we must understand. Say, so be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary is your enemy, the devil. He goes about like a roaring lion. He goes about roaring trying to subdue and devour. He said, seeking whom he may devour. He want to eat up your life. He want to eat up your mind. He want to eat up your body. He want to eat up your finance. He want to eat up your home. He want to eat up your happiness. So, let's get that very first. Because as an enemy, your enemy in this world. Now, human beings are not particularly your enemy. They can be agent of the devil, your adversary. But the real adversary is the devil. And then we see that that is our adversary. He said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking to devour. Now, the second question is, what can you do about it, personally and individually? Now, verse 9, First Peter 5 says, resist him steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. The brotherhood of Christianity. You see, the moment you are saved, the enemy begins to hit you. You are now in God's camp, in God's camp, and you are now for the enemy of the devil, the Father God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. And you are still left here on this earth where the devil could roam about, so he makes you his target. But the Bible says you are not his victim. Verse 9 says resisting steadfast in the faith. That word resist means put up opposition against him. Oppose him. And he says you do it well. Steadfast, constantly, consistently in the faith. 
So you have to know something. Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brother within the world. Now, she don't ever think you are the only one going through things. Yes, you may go through that and your friend is not going through the same thing, but other things is going through. The enemy has different adversities, different struggles, different problems to give to people. So, whoever thinks that is having a special problem that nobody is having is self-deluded. The enemy is wrecking havoc in the world. He said, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by a brother wouldn't do it. You're not the only one going through the sufferings of being attacked. But he says, resisting steadfast in the faith. Put up opposition. You see, the word resist doesn't only just mean rebuke. Rebuke means to say some, somebody get away from me. But resist means to maintain constant and continuous opposition. Refusing to surrender and refusing to give up. That you have to do. God won't do this for you. Friends can do this for you. You are the one to shut the door at the face of the enemy. You are the one to resist him. See, Job didn't resist him. He just said, the Lord gives, the Lord takes. He didn't know about the devil. In fact, throughout the book, he was wondering why God was doing him all the evil. But we know better now. We've been given clarity through Jesus coming and his death, burial, and resurrection. So, we know that now, we need to resist him. The Bible says, resist the devil. Why do we have to resist him? Let's look at James chapter 4. Because, according to the word in James chapter 4, verse 7, it says, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Did you hear that? The only way Satan will flee from you Though he walks about like a roaring lion, is when you resist him, he will flee. God has already written down the word that when you resist the devil, he will flee from you. See that word, flee from you. Not just from God, but flee from you. If you don't resist him, he will not flee from you. So you have to resist him. The only thing you can do to make him flee is to resist the devil. Not just to beg and plead with God. No, you resist the devil and he will flee. Tell me, put up opposition and stand against him. Now, somebody said, how do I do this well? Let's go back to chapter 9, 5, 1 Peter, verse 9. Say, resist him where? Steadfast in the faith. So, you're being able to do this well is in faith. Now, somebody said, why is so, why is faith so important in resisting the devil? Let's go to book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 16. Listen to this. He said, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery dart of the wicked one. Wow. He said, above all, taking the shield. What's a shield? It's a covering to stop kind of attack of the enemy. When you go to war front, they throw missiles at you, they throw things at you, arrows, they throw, you know, whatever. He said, you taking the shield of faith big sheet, which will be able to quench, stop, destroy all the fiery that. Oh, see, the devil will throw things at you. Sickness, disease, adversity, failure, destruction, disaster. He said, you can quench all these fiery, flaming arrows. With what? The sheet of faith. No wonder he said, resist him steadfast <clears throat> in the faith. So, if you don't resist the devil, he will not flee. 
And the way you resist him is in the faith. You can only be steadfast in the faith. You can resist him in your own energy, in your own ability, in human institutions and powers. But you got faith. When you believe in Jesus, that faith is given to you. Because whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Let's read that one. First John chapter 5. Listen to this. In verse 4. Listen to this. He said, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Listen. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So your faith, you need to be steadfast in it. You resist, oppose, put up opposition. Don't lie down for the thing. Come against it. Refuse it. Don't allow it. Don't let it overtake you and overrun you and overwhelm you. You can do that in the faith of Jesus. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we have seen number one, where does evil come? Where do we get attacked by the evil? Where did it bring sickness, disease, adversity, pain, sorrow? Because He's our adversary, and he's in this world, and he goes about like rowing lion seeking we may devour. We should be sober and vigilant to know that. We should not just be sleepy and be you know, dull. And then what can we do about it? Resist him, steadfast in the faith. Same sufferings people are going through around the world. Now, somebody said, okay, well, if I do this, what will God do for me? Oh, very simple. Take a look. Verse 10. Chapter 4, chapter 5. First Peter. Verse 10. We know we read verse 8. Talk about what the enemy can do. In verse 9, there's what you should do. Then verse, verse 9 talks about what you should do. Then verse 10 talks about what God will do when you do what you should do. So the enemy goes about, that's his job. But you have to resist him. That's your job. Then what will God do? What is God's job when you do? You see, the devil is doing his job. You have to do your job. Then the third person is God. I will do something. What will God do? Verse 10. But may the God of all grace, the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered the word, perfect, established, strengthened, and said to you, to him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now listen. He says, he's calling the God of all grace. That means he has plenty gift for you. And he has not called you to problem. He has not called you to shame. He's not called you to destruction. He's called you to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. So you are now being invited to life of glory and his everlasting, unlimited glory by Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. So if you resist the devil, God said he will do something. After you have suffered a while, he will perfect you. It will establish you. It will strengthen you and set to you. So there's that suffering that occurs for a while. It's just for a while. If you can resist him, it will become a while. But if you don't resist him, it becomes permanent. When you resist him steadfast in faith, after a while, God of all grace, who has made, who has penciled you down for glory, will come and perfect. That means he will put perfecting touch to whatever it is that the enemy is trying to mess up. And he will establish and keep you firm-footed. And he will strengthen you that you're not giving. And he will say to you, he will reward you. He will make you what he wants you to be. And he will see that all that the enemy is trying to take away from you, he will be restored. He did for Job. He returned twice of what Job lost. And Job got all those things back. But you can get much more back because Jesus had come. So, Let's go through it again. What will God do for you? He said, 
He will perfect you. He will establish you. He will strengthen you. And He will say to you, remember, that's what God will do <clears throat> after you have done your part when the devil is doing his work. The devil is doing his work, going about like rolling lions, screaming, devour. But you have to resist him steadfast in the faith. And faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. If you don't hear the word of God, if you don't take what Christ has said, what Christ has done, and don't receive it, you can't resist him. You can't resist in your own strength. He said, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the word. And this is how it overcomes the word. Even our faith. Faith is the faith that overcomes the word. Without faith, you are just a defeated person. So, Bible says, put up, take up the seed of faith by which you will quench all the fiery dart of the wicked. Mm. This is important. And at the end of it all, to God be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. So you can see what the devil is doing, what you should do, and what God will do when you do what you should do, what the enemy is doing in your life. I believe you have learned something. Thank you for listening.